This episode of the Fresh Start Family Show is brought to you by our Quick Start Learning Bundle, how to build a compassionate, firm, and kind discipline toolkit that works with kids of all ages. Head to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash discipline to grab your Quick Start Bundle so you can get going today on building up a strong, compassionate, disciplined toolkit in your home. Well, hello, listeners. I am so happy that you are here for a new episode of the Fresh Start Family Show. I'm your host, Wendy Snyder, positive parenting educator and family life coach. And today on the show, to kick off the new year strong, you guys, we have our dear friend and mentor, Pam Dunn, on the show. And we are talking about the most important skill set that you want to be building in 2023. So this is a really rich conversation conversation that I think is going to bless you tremendously. You've probably heard Pam on the show before, but in case you're new around here, Pam is one of our favorite people on the planet. She has personally mentored Terry and I both really for almost the last decade. I've worked with her really intensely and you know, intimately for the last three and a half years now. She is who I trained under to become a certified life coach and who I consistently am mentored on. The program that she runs is called Your Infinite Life where she's the owner and chief responsibility officer and the way she just continuously leads and guides and mentors those of us who, you know, sit on her leadership board, so to speak, is just truly a blessing. And I just love her so much. So she is someone that I know you guys have enjoyed hearing from in the past. So I thought I'd bring her on so we could have this really great discussion today. But we are talking about the idea of building emotional literacy and why it is kind of the the front domino, so to speak, to help everything else in your life go smoother, especially when it comes to parenting and marriage. When you have emotional literacy strong, or at least you're developing and you're building your awareness and, and your self-acceptance, all the things we discuss in this episode, then life will just be smoother. So I really admire Pam because she is someone that, as far as life coaching goes, she has this insanely acute ability to really get to the root of a situation or a life's challenge when she's working with somebody with grace and reverence. And she just provides, when you learn with Pam, she just provides an unparalleled environment for growth and change. And so she is now who I co-teach our Freedom to Be Personal Development Life Coaching Weekend course with, which is happening, by the way, the end of March. So the weekend of March 24th, it's going to be a Friday, Saturday, Sunday here in beautiful sunny San Diego. We will be having that in-person life coaching weekend course that is just fully and beautifully transforming. So I'm really excited for many of you to come out to San Diego, meet me in person, and experience this amazing course, which you'll hear us talk more about in this episode. But I hope that you are as excited for the new year as I am. We have a lot happening over here at Fresh Start Family. We are celebrating our five-year anniversary this year. And so we are doing a lot behind the scenes. We're doing actually a total refresh of the website, both the front end that is seen by everybody, by the public, so to speak. And then also the back end, we have built a custom learning platform for our students that we've really just been pouring into over the last five years. And about six months ago, we decided that it was time to do a refresh and really make the experience for our students even better and easier. And so we've been working behind the scenes on that. And that's going to be really exciting. That will be really announced to the public or the doors will open for the new Fresh Start experience on February 1st. So we are very excited about that. And then of course, in a few weeks, we'll do our annual New Year Kickstart five-day free challenge where we come together as a community and we gather to make positive parenting, you know, learning positive parenting fun and doable. That free mini course that I do each New Year's is a great way to kick off the new year, help you remember that learning positive parenting and changing up your parenting strategies and tactics and the relationship with your kids and your discipline, all that good stuff. It doesn't have to be heavy. It doesn't have to be overwhelming. It can be done in these small bite-sized pieces to really make it, you know, both fun, actually fun. We really do have fun here around here at Fresh Start Family when we learn and grow, but also just make it 
digestible, right? You can do a little bit each day, no matter how busy you are. And that's why we do that free challenge every year, just to get families, you know, used to consistently learning. Because when you're consistently learning and you're consistently implementing and trying new things and experiencing failures sometimes and finding the courage and the tenacity and the perseverance to get back up and try again, that's what actually creates long-term sustainable growth for families. So we're just really excited about the new year and we hope that this new episode of 2023 just blesses you tremendously. We hope that you feel filled up after you listen to this and excited for all the good things that are to come. So as always, thanks for listening, guys. If you are not on our email list, make sure you hop on over to the website, freshstartfamilyonline.com. Grab our most popular free learning guide, How to Raise Strong-Willed Kids with Integrity so you don't lose your mind. It's right on the homepage of the website, freshstartfamilyonline.com. And then that way you will be put onto our email list just so we can keep in touch with you. We can make sure you get special invites when we do our free courses and workshops and and programs when we have openings of the new Fresh Start experience. We want to make sure that you are in the know about all of that and making sure that you are on our email list is the best way that we can stay in touch with you and and just encourage you and cheer you on and empower you to be the greatest parent you can be. All right, you guys, without further ado, help me welcome Pam to the show and enjoy this episode. Well, hey there, I'm Stella. Welcome to my mom and dad's podcast, The Fresh Start Family Show. We're so happy you're here. We're inspired by the ocean, Jesus, and rock and roll, and believe deeply in the true power of love and kindness. Together, we hope to inspire you to expand your heart, learn new tools, and strengthen your family. Enjoy the show! Well, hey there, listeners. Welcome to a new episode of the Fresh Start Family Show. Terry and I are really excited to be here with our dear friend and mentor, and let's just say it, favorite guest in the world, Pam Dunn. Welcome to the show, Pam. You heard it. Sorry, other guests. <laughs> I, I heard it too. Uh, I'm going to use it. <laughs> Remember, yes. I'm your favorite. <laughs> you are, Pam. You are. Own it. Own it. I'm going to get you a necklace. Yeah, you guys, families, you are in for a treat today because we are going to be talking about the most important skill that you need to build in 2023. Terry, can you do a drum roll? <laughs> it is emotional literacy, you guys. Emotional literacy. And so today we're going to have just a really rich conversation with Pam, who is just the wisest ever on this topic. And we're going to talk about a few things. But one is just what is emotional literacy? What are we talking about that? And I'm going to I'm, I'm going to speak to something I've noticed over the years that's just beyond common in our society. We're going to talk about how our emotions relate to the tones that we use that often don't help us get what we want in life with our kids or our spouse or in our career, whatever. We're going to talk about how the tones and the emotions play into our actual behaviors and either have us behave in a way that's opened or closed. We're going to talk about the connection between our thoughts and emotions. And I'm really excited just to hear Pam's thoughts on we're just going to have a good, that's going to be awesome. And then lastly, we're going to talk about the idea of embodiment, like actually understanding where in your body emotions show up and starting to pay attention, which gives us more wisdom and more know-how, so to speak, on what to do with emotions. So let's hop right in and just talk about emotional literacy. And when I was thinking about this and thinking about, okay, this this is the first episode of the year for Fresh Start Family. And I was really thinking like, what is, when I look at all the clients we work with inside of our programs and our, our membership and the students that, that we teach at the Freedom to Be Workshop Together, Pam, I really looked at it and I was like, gosh, what is the one thing that's almost like the domino, right? Like if you were able to build that one skill set, everything else in life becomes easier mm-hmm. when it comes to conflict and challenges and because that's life, right? Like life is just 
going to have challenges. There's going to be conflict. There's going to be imperfection, mistakes. Kids are going to be kids. They're going to have misbehavior. Like there's just going to be moments of your day and, and a lot of times seasons of your life that are, that are heavier. Same with career too, right? Like, so what can we do to really make the rest of life easier? And that to me was up our emotional literacy. And to me, and maybe we could each like speak to what we think of when we think of emotional literacy, but to me, it's really understanding like what emotions are like the five basic ones really helped me. And I thought you could speak to those five ones, Pam, but also like kind of looking at the spider web of like, of all the cousins of emotions and just Mm -hmm. having like awareness, right? Like, oh, okay. Well, if I'm feeling overwhelmed, and we'll, and we'll kind of speak to a bunch of little ones, but like, I know overwhelms, it's not little, but it's, it seems to me like a cousin of scared, right? So, but just having the knowledge of like, oh, okay, this is just an emotion. Emotions are neither right nor wrong. They will pass. I I have the ability to actually feel them and so to push them away or suppress them. And to me, that practice that that you've been pivotal in teaching Terry and I both over the last decade has really helped in life. And I can't imagine life without it. So what do you think of, you know, when we use the word emotional literacy, Pam? Well, first of all, I just love the phrase. Yeah. I, I think I want to take it as my thing in 2023 as well. Mm-hmm. It, it's just, it, it's defined so well that, it, you know, because we all know what literacy is. And so imagine being, you know, so self-educated. It's That's kind of how I see it is educating myself on my personal emotional you know, cues and, you know, which goes to the embodiment, you know, like what, what's going on inside of me when a tone is out of, you know, sync with how I really want to express myself, what emotions show up when I'm thinking a certain way. I think all those, you know, like you said, it really is the the thing that can, you know, get you in position to operate more from who you truly are and who, how you truly want to express yourself. Yeah, so. I love it. And I want to hear your thoughts too, Terry. And I, I I switched from emotional intelligence to emotional literacy a few years ago, because mm. the, the term to me, emotional intelligence, you know, it denotes that like, you know, everyone's got a different, different, but really like, you know, I believe everyone's innately designed in this beautiful way to have all these emotions. And it's just literacy is more about learning okay, what is, what does this all mean? Like, right. Like, just like you study the body in medicine, like we're studying the mind and the heart and the spirit to understand the perfect design, but it's all innately there. There's no like intelligence. It's not like an IQ. Like you have a huge IQ because you're female Yoda and I have a low IQ. (laughs) Like it's no, there's no, it's, it's all, it's everyone has it. It's the same, but it's just educate. It's more of an education of, you know, being willing to understand more about it, in my opinion. What, what and the practice, about? I actually yeah. think that the difference between the intelligence and the literacy is that you put into practice what you learn. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. yeah. Yes. I, oh, huge. I mean, just kind of like, I think zooming out, I know a lot of listeners will be listening to this top of the year. So, you know, new year, you know, fresh, fresh start, you know, a lot of people start to look at, oh, I'm going to get in the gym, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, I'm going to better myself. Oftentimes, it's a, it's a physical thing, whether it's like, yeah, fasting, getting in the gym, like whatever it is, you know, whether you're listening in January, or you're listening in another month, there's never a bad time, I think, to really dive into this subject, because, this is, I mean, this is the thing that connects every part of your life. You know, you know, emotional literacy to me is like, you know, you're going to walk around feeling the range, you know, some days more than others. And like you said, Wendy, like life's going to happen no matter what, you know, if you're, you know, let's just say this like kind of imaginary captain of your ship, wouldn't you be able to, wouldn't you like to better navigate your your life and so much of your life, whether it's going to be calm seas or rough seas, 
you know, you can, you can kind of sense it coming by, by your emotions or what you're dealing with at that moment through your emotions. So I think diving into this subject, I think just unlocks so many things for you. And I think your relationships will be stronger, even like your physical, your determination in the physical realm too. So you're like, oh, okay, well, I thought I wanted to have all these physical goals for, for the year. And I want to be able to run a marathon. I want to do all these things. There's so much, you know, there's a mental game to all of that. So I would just say, as you're starting the new year, your brain and your emotions and your relationships, like if you could put that at the top of the list, all these other things that are maybe more typical New Year's resolutions start to just kind of become an easier solve. Like you said, Wendy, it's almost like tip this domino first, everything else starts to go. Yeah, Mm -hmm. totally. I love that, Terry. Yeah. And I think it's good to look at too why this is kind of a little bit of a foreign like ideas to so many when they start, right? Because I mean, we're, we're, the three of us are so fluent in it at this point that it's, I want, I like to remember like what it was like 10 years ago, right? When I first walked into a Your Infinite Life weekend course and I first started taking positive parenting and it was like, oh yeah, I was like conditioned, which most people are, right? Like to think a few things. One, that the goal in life is to be happy, right? Mm-hmm. Like that when you were growing up, it was like, you know, especially if you were a strong-willed kid, like, why can't you just be happy? Like the goal was to be happy, like, right. And most of us were taught or spoken to that. It was like, you're fine. Don't be scared. There's nothing to be scared of. Like, don't you dare freaking like use that pissed. <laughs> like, don't you dare be angry. Like you were not allowed to be angry, but yet you watched your parents have anger all the time. A lot of, a lot of people listening, not everybody. Like, don't be sad. Oh my gosh, please don't cry. Like I'll do anything. If you don't cry, I'll let's just make sadness stop. Or comfortable. Or, or, or yeah. the goal is to be comfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because with. it was uncomfortable for parents to witness any, cause they weren't set up with it. Like, right. So we talked sadness, scared, mad, and then hurt, right? Like hurt was more like, like, you're fine. You're not even bleeding. Like, get up. You're fine. <laughs> like you, you fall. I mean, I see it all the time, right? Like with kids, they fall off their bikes and the parents immediately are like, you're fine. They like are watching for the crying and they're like, like they immediately pop in like anything to avoid the emotion, right? So get up, you're fine. And then when it's happy, it's like, yay, happiness gets all the praise. So then we grow up and it's like, oh my gosh, this, and then we become adults and we're like, whoa, I experience all of these emotions in one day. So the four others besides happy must be wrong. I think like, therefore we learn to suppress them. We learn to deny them. We learn to be embarrassed or shameful about them. And I've like, I've just been had a heightened, heightened awareness. I always think it's so fascinating, like how, what, you know, God uses like the situations in my life in certain seasons. And I just am more aware of certain things at certain times. And the last few, the last year, I guess, especially I've just noticed how much suppression there is like from like a physical, like not even this type of suppression that you can't see, but like from a physical, you can see it. Like, so we'll have students in classes where women will like fan themselves to, to avoid the tears, like, right. Like they fan their eyes and they'll do anything to not cry. Or they'll say things like, I am not going to cry. And they'll breathe like, <laughs> like almost like Lamaze to like get themselves out of feeling. So it's like this pattern, this habitual thing of like, no, 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 do not go there. Do not let yourself go there. That is bad. Like, stop it. And then you'll hear people say sometimes, especially in our weekend courses, like freedom to be like, nope, I promised I was not going to cry. I'm not going to cry. And even if it's not crying, right? Like sometimes it's anger or anything else, but like you can feel and see the suppression, right? Like, it's like, you're just like, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. So I just thought it'd be good to normalize. Like, I think why it's such a journey once you get older and you realize like, holy shit, this is like kind of the, the key to life is to emotional literacy. And whoa, this is really new and foreign to me because why in the world would I want to be okay with feeling scared? Right? Like, so I feel like be looking at how most of us were raised is important to like just giving ourselves grace and compassion and time on this journey to like take as long as we need to like figure it, you know, to to become more comfortable with the uncomfortable. 
Yeah, I love that compassion way of doing it. I think that, you know, to your point, it is really a valid point that we, we've been raised, but also for generations, we've been conditioned to, you know, make sure that feelings are seen as good or bad, right or wrong. And happy's the only good one. Let's chat for a hot sec, openly and honestly, about what your discipline toolkit looks like in your home right now. If you're anything like most parents, you're relying on the hand-me-down set you inherited. Timeouts, spankings, threatening of spankings, taking iPads away, three, two, one countdowns, groundings, taking away toys, e-bikes, iPhones, any or all of those kind of tactics that create a total relationship strain and don't even work long-term to end your child's misbehavior for good. Meaning, you might spank your child or send them to timeout today for being, air quotes, mean to their sister or disrespecting you, but then three days from now, they're repeating the same misbehavior, which causes you to flip your lid because you know they know better. I want to help you learn a new way so you could end the vicious cycle that's keeping you stuck as a parent and causing you to feel super frustrated that nothing is working to get your strong-willed, stubborn child to behave better. My team and I have recently completely refreshed our Compassionate Discipline Quick Start Learning Bundle to help you learn a new way to teach your kids important life lessons, a new way to help your children learn from their mistakes and take responsibility for their actions. You can just DM me the word shift over on Instagram. I'm at Fresh Start Wendy, and I'll personally send you a message with a link to download this free bundle. I'm going to help you shift out of a punishment mindset and into a compassionate discipline one where you fully trust that connection-based, firm and kind discipline tools are all you need to be a strong leader in your home who holds your kids responsible when they misbehave, but does it in a way where they are learning the vital life skills they are missing when they mess up. So again, just DM me the word shift over on Instagram. I'm at Fresh Start Wendy, or you can head to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash discipline to grab your free bundle now. I am so excited for you to shift out of feeling guilty and shameful when you lay your head on your pillow at night and shift into feeling confident and proud of the way you handled yourself as a parent, even when you were wildly triggered and upset about the mistake your child made. Okay, I'm excited for you to dive into this free resource. I'll see you in my DMs and inside the free discipline bundle. You know, when even in our classes, when we teach the the five and how to move them through and out of your body, every, almost every time somebody asks, why would I want to move happy out of my body? You know, which means that you believe at your core that that feeling doesn't already exist inside of you, you know? So, so I do think that it's important to normalize that yes, you are conditioned to suppress certain feelings. And you're also conditioned to believe that when you express your feelings, that that's how you're feeling them. Yeah, And that's not necessarily true either. There is a place in between, which is the literacy part, you know, that you're talking about. I think that it's not always okay to express mad in the moment that you're mad. It is first important to feel that you're mad. And then once that feeling, once you've embodied that feeling, then you can express yourself. Otherwise, you're going to fuel the mad, which is what we see. And I think it's what, you know, in your line of work, Wendy, what parents are often dealing with. Yeah, it's so true. And even like coming to mind, just again, like normalizing why this is such a journey for so many. I think of like the the beautiful like anti-oppression work that you host, Pam, that I'm so blessed to be a part of. But looking at like dismantling white supremacy and realizing how many generations of us have been conditioned to ignore feelings when like you had to witness things happening in society, right? Or like whether it be slavery or women being mistreated or whatever it was, but like the conditioning to not like to push away and not listen to your own body and your like 
to numb those feelings almost, almost probably the systemic issue of like white supremacy probably plays into this too of like, no, 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 no. don't be mad. The system of good girl, boy, good person and bad person is built from that white supremacy system. So good and bad, that binary is built out of that system, which I think a lot of people don't realize because it's so ingrained. It's so natural for us to think that way that we don't even think we don't, we don't interrogate. I love that word, even though it sometimes sounds harsh, but we don't interrogate our beliefs enough, the systems that we're operating from enough to ask ourselves, is this a system, number one, that I designed? And if I didn't, is it a system I want to play in? Right. Yeah. What we're doing at Your Infinite Life and what you're doing with parents is really dismantling those systems, or at least saying, what do you want to participate in? Yeah. And then you layer on also like the way men have been conditioned over the years Mm. to believe that it's weak, right? Like, and again, there's probably intentional, I mean, it's not like one person originally was like, ha ha ha, I'm going to condition men. But (laughs) at the same time, like it did pour into a system, right? Of like a lot of things. So anyways, but maybe Terry, you can speak to over the years, just like what you see, like conditioning for men, like, like is like, it almost seems like for men, Happiness is okay, but anger is okay. Like for women, it's not, but the the cultural conditioning for men is that anger is okay. Yeah, it's it's pretty much like how you're talking about. There's a range of emotions. I think for men, it's a light switch. You're either happy or you're angry. You should be happy most of the time. And then boom, you flip the switch to anger when you need to protect yourself or just to like show people what's up type of thing and it's strength like <clears throat> anger is related to strength yeah for men but like the idea of like you know being scared or sad or anything like that it's like push those way out as far as possible into the <laughs> neverland you know it's like there's nobody that that's not going to happen to but yeah you just you don't really go there at at all it's very, very few and far between that there was like moments where that was even like felt like a space you could be in with with somebody else, another, you know, guy or parent or anybody. Yeah. 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 I think a lot of it is not so like it's not that your parents set, you know, set you down and was like, hey, just so you know, welcome to the world, young man. Be, you know, if you're scared, you're weak. Now, now some do, some actually have that message, but it's more just that it was never taught mm-hmm. that feeling scared and feeling hurt and feeling sad, you know, was like actually human and actually like very, very strong to be able to know what that's like. And all the, some of the things that we're going to have you speak to in a minute here about what's on the other side and like, you know, the, like the full spectrum of these emotions, like, because that was never taught to 98% of us and then add on to it, all the cultural conditioning. I think so many men end up being like, oh my gosh, like the, the like you, you take away the message of, Sadness and scared is like weak, anger is strong, and it's just an absence of teaching. And then, like I said, for some, there is like a don't be a pussy. Yeah. You know, and mm. and scared can show up a lot of different ways. Like it's not just like I'm scared to do this like physical feat, like I'm scared to, you know, climb this rock wall or drop in on this thing or whatever. Like that, that that's I think one way it shows up, but like. I'm thinking as you guys are talking, like, hey, how have I tapped into my emotional literacy like lately? I mean, I still have a ways to go. I think, you know, everybody, we're all work in progress. But like even last week, like in the in the workplace, I found myself in talks with a colleague and I found myself not on the same page as, as them, starting to get like angry. And then I was like, oh, okay, I'm I'm feeling this. And then what I realized was like that anger also had like some scared in it too. Because mm-hmm. I was like, and then like to your point, Pam, is like expressing the anger. Like I've had people in the professional, you know, 
realm that like would have just popped off and just like flexed on this person as a way to get what they wanted. And I was like, okay, that's not necessarily what I want to do. And then I also was like, well, I could just kind of push this down or just keep this status quo, get through this conversation and then maybe revisit it later. And if I'm still mad then or angry or scared, I could, you know, maybe address it then. But I just like, you know what, my, my way of dealing with it now is like, state the facts and say what I'm feeling without like pouncing on somebody. Mm. So with this person, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm going to feel the feeling Then I'm just going to say, Hey, because of A, B, C, and D, I'm feeling scared and uneasy about this situation. And I'm just like, I'm just going to just leave it right there. And you actually said the word scared. I said the word scared. Nice. That's amazing. And it, well, it was interesting because like, I felt like there was like confrontation getting ready to, to start. I could tell like, you know, it was hard for me to swallow. It was like hard for the other person to swallow a little bit. I'm like, oh, the embodiment piece. Yeah. Yeah. So I know we're getting to that. Anyways, I just thought I'd put that out there because that was like, you know, starting with like, yeah, you're not really taught traditionally as a guy, like how to deal with that. And then it's going to come up in places too, that are like, it's not just like going to be like a fist fight in high school. I'm angry at you. You're angry at me. It's like, you're going to be in a business situation at some point where you're like, you got to choose like, Hey, am I going to read this feeling? Am I going to just act on it and do something that's not in line with who I am that I'm going to have to clean up later? Or can I just like, read it for what it is and be vulnerable enough to put it on the table and realize that putting it on the table is not weak at all. I'm just like, I'm actually just letting somebody know how I feel. And it's we're going to disarming. So do you yeah. feel like it was disarming for that meeting when you expressed that you were just feeling scared about whatever deadline or like, was it disarming for the, like, did there, did things settle a little bit? Yeah, things, things settled, but it also like, I think it had a strength to it. Yeah. And this isn't my words, but like, I had a third person in the room with me on this. And afterwards I said, you know, how did you think that goes? And she was like, the person who was in there was like, oh, dang. I thought at one point, this, this guy's not getting the work. Like, it's not, it's not happening for you. And I was like, Oh, that's oh, a contractor. Right? I'm like, Oh, that's interesting. I'm like, so like my vulnerability actually did come through as a strength. Like it was like the boundary, like you could feel that the boundary was about to be set. Yeah. 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 Not that because you were flexing because you no. were expressing that you were scared. The project wasn't going to be, uh, you know, yeah. done like Anyways. you wanted it to. Yeah. That's it's a such story. a good example of letting your courage lead. And, and that's, you know, because that's where, where courage is found is when you're afraid. And so you let your courage speak to your fear. Right. And in the group, which is just brilliant. And, it, yeah. you know, it, it, it real, I think it's such a good example because it's what brings people in rather than pushes them away. Exactly. Yeah. Well, well, let's let's go ahead and into that, Pam. You know, these are concepts that we cover in depth in our Freedom to Be course, which our next one, next one, by the way, is March 24th in beautiful, sunny San Diego. Make sure you guys go check that out. I think by the time this airs, we'll have the registration page up, but freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash freedom course. But talk to us about the five emotions, right? That we we cover in Freedom to Be and just not like a super deep dive, but the just the overarching idea of like what is on the other side. So you mentioned courage being on the other side of scared and using courage yeah. to like drive your behavior. But what maybe speak real quick to the five. So it's mad, sad, afraid, hurt, and happy. And with mad, when you, it, you know, there's a process to learn how to move that feeling through and out of you. That's the embodiment piece. So, you know, sort of like what Terry was saying, it's acknowledging that, oh, it's in my body. I can feel that. He was, mm -hmm. you know, nobody else could see, but he was pointing to, you know, his heart. And so I, I think we all have a place in our body where we notice it. So with mad, for example, you feel that feeling through. Then what's on the other side of mad is actually the inner strength that gives you the firm, kind way to set a boundary, to ask for what you want and, and get it, you know, to, to be able to say no and mean it. 
you know, and have it heard. So good in parenting. Yeah. Because it's a totally different execution when you actually feel mad in a a healthy way and then act with your children. Okay. Awesome. That's mad. Because your projection of mad can instill fear. So, you know, and and then you're, you're operating from triggers. So the next one is sad. Sad is so important because not everybody emotes tears when they're sad. A lot of people do. A lot of people cry when they're mad too. So, and afraid and happy. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) tears are not an indication that, yeah, (laughs) tears are not an indication that you're just sad. And so it's important to understand what sad feels like. And, and, and once you embody sad or feel it in your body, what you'll recognize on the other side is how much you care and exactly what you care about. Sad is linked to care. And so rather than try and get somebody to stop crying or stop feeling sad, how about getting curious about what they care about? And then the next one is afraid, which we did cover, but afraid takes a lot of strength to feel. And the reason it it feels like it takes so much strength to feel is because when you're feeling it, what you're doing is accessing your courage. Courage is born in afraid. Courage isn't just something that you, nobody has accessed courage without fear. So, so I think it's just important for people to understand that and normalize fear. And then hurt is what's important about hurt. And, and I think hurt is something that you begin dealing with, with a little bit older kids and adults for sure. And that's when you feel hurt by somebody's action or inaction. And what's important about hurt is that you, the way that you learn to love yourself is to nourish and affirm and nurture your own hurt. It's like a way to say, I love you to you. So rather than try and get somebody else to stop hurting you or doing what it, what they did to stop hurting you, you need to first acknowledge that and nurture that for yourself. Yeah. And, and then when, you know, we also, I want to say here, because a lot of parents listen, when we go into the school system and we work with second, you know, second through fifth graders, rather than hurt, we don't really focus on that so much because they don't have a relationship to that as well as they have a relationship to embarrassed. Mm-hmm. And, and I think, you know, as adults, we definitely do whatever it takes to avoid feeling embarrassed. But what we teach kids is that embarrassment is something everybody feels. Everybody has an experience of embarrassment. So it's an opportunity to strengthen belonging in the moment that you feel embarrassed, that you're not alone. We even teach the kids how to be present to someone who's embarrassed or how to ask for presence when you are. Mm, That's so cool. And then finally, I think happy, the the normalization of happy is that it is triggered by outside circumstances, just like every other feeling. False. And (laughs) and so when, when you feel happy through and out, you can begin to understand that appreciation, joy, gratitude, all of that lives inside of you. Yeah. It's It's not the outside experience that's necessarily causing the joy. Sometimes, I mean, it can be, right? Like it can be. It's a trigger. Yeah, it triggers your joy. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, but it's so much of the thought pattern behind it too, right? Right. Like (laughs) I'm learning so much about this in like my emotional eating and drinking journey, like working on like not having a second glass of wine some nights because some nights I just want to have one. And I've been working on like, it's not the wine that is triggering the happiness. It's your thought pattern. Like, I'm going to sit down on this couch and I'm yeah. going to relax and it's going to be amazing. And I'm going to watch America's Funniest Videos with Tara. And it's like, that's what causes the happiness, not the actual liquid in a container, right? Right. <laughs> um, but it's like the same thing, right? Like, yes, if you have someone compliment you that your kid's like well-behaved and amazing, you think that's what causes the happiness. But really, it's like your own thoughts about your children and being just able to catch those thoughts. I don't know. It's it's so fascinating. They're all very fascinating to look at. I definitely feel like hurt is the one that is 
it has been the longest journey for me and a lot of our students in the Fresh Start experience to help them understand what to do with that one. Mm. It is, it is like, it's just so fascinating, right? Like the idea of like, it's a really to let that pass. And then you bring, it brings in forgiveness and grace. And then it's, it's a fascinating segue into looking at how our feelings and our thoughts are so interconnected. So this is where the tones come in, right? Again, which we do a ton of work around in the Freedom to Be weekend course and is just life-changing when you understand that so many times it's almost tones to me, in my opinion, almost come out as like a little bit of a passive aggressive way to express your emotions. But at the same time, you're suppressing your emotions and you're not <laughs> actually asking for what you want. You're just using this tone, but, and people can feel it, right? Like people can feel it so clearly, but so like all the tones, you know, the tones that we cover and we teach about some highlighted more than others, but we we look at angry, disappointed tone. We look at disgusted and complaining. We look at irritated and annoyed. We look at frustrated, rushed, indecisive, dissatisfied, guilty, and stressed. The, those are the ones that we teach about in Freedom to Be, and a few of them we go really, really deep on. And again, it's very life-changing. But let's say, for example, the irritated and annoyed one is, is so fascinating to me because it is a tone, but people say, I feel irritated and annoyed, right? So, mm -hmm. so it's like, we think it's a feeling, but it is a self-induced feeling that is a result of the thoughts, right? And so yes. this will spin us the frick out, like it, and then, then you're causing yourself to go crazy, right? So it's like, there's so many, that's why I find the tones and the emotions so fascinating because once you start to understand how the tones show up, and maybe we can just speak to irritated and annoyed first, then you realize that you have so much power to change your experience in even a very challenging situation or, or when you were triggered just by being able to redirect your own thoughts, which so many people think that they're like, we almost feel like we're victims to our own minds. Like you can't control your mind. Well, actually we can, right? Like, but it's just such a process that requires courage and learning. First of all, you you can't control your thinking. I think that that's important for people to understand. Your thoughts, what, 50 to 75,000 a day? Mm -hmm. You don't have time to control that many thoughts. You got other things to do. So you don't even want to take on the job of controlling your thoughts. What you want to do is decide if you want to engage in that thought or not. And I think a lot of us engage with thoughts that we don't even recognize we're engaging with. So, for example, somebody does something that causes me to feel annoyed. The process on that is normally to just start engaging more in the thinking about why I'm so annoyed. And even, you know, just enhancing that, right? Yeah. <laughs> Building upon it, catastrophizing it even. But rather than take the U-turn that says, okay, if I'm in charge right now and they're doing something, you know, I may not like what they're doing. You know, I may not like that my kids are, you know, wrestling over in the in the corner because I know what always happens when that, right. yes. you know, we freaking know <laughs> we do know. But the thing is, is that me projecting my annoyance is not going to be what solves the, the problem either. Because mm -hmm. the thing is, is that I'm the one who's creating the annoying, annoying feeling. And so what do I need yeah. to, you know, I need to first recognize that I feel annoyed, yes, and I'm in charge of that. So yeah. what do I want to do in order to feel differently? <laughs> and and it's almost the idea of like thinking that like somebody else is driving us crazy versus us realizing that the thoughts that we're engaging with, which honestly are very negative, like it's always a story, right? Like it's a story about how these kids are crazy and the house is never peaceful, like just taking the wrestling one and mm -hmm. they never freaking listen. And they're always going to, they always end up hurting each other. And, 
everybody else has kids that just sit still and yours are constantly fighting. Like the, it's the story and the thoughts that become like wildfire. Right. And so you end up driving yourself crazy instead of just having like a really aware, like a heightened awareness to like what's happening inside of you, like where you feel it in your body. And then realizing that you do have the power to engage with different thoughts because they're, they're, they're there. Like you, you can find them, right? Like sometimes it feels like such a task to be like, I'm going to be positive here. Well, they're healthy boys and they're, you know, they're, they're, they're getting their energy out and it's, you know, but at the same time, right? Like we, we do have the ability to like, well, that's slow called down. bypassing, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> know, right? That's, yeah, that's a great example of what bypassing is, which a lot of people do. Yeah. You know, like that's the way that I'm going to change my tone is to pretend like I don't feel that way, (laughs) but it doesn't, it doesn't work. The thing that works is to really go inward because, you know, in my, really in what I was referring to, my annoyance wasn't the problem. My annoyance, what's really going on is that I'm afraid of them hurting each other. Well, that's mm-hmm. my fear. They look like they're doing fine. So maybe I need to maybe I need to leave the room and let them learn how to work on it. Or maybe I need to say to them, hey guys, this scares me. Yeah. You know, like it, it's a whole different conversation that you have when you're being truthful with yourself rather than trying to get them to be different so that you feel okay. Yeah. So it's like The idea of practicing serenity as far as asking for what you want Mm -hmm. is so much more powerful to get anyone around you to like, you know, be influenced by what you want. Yeah, I'm laughing because I'm like, God, give me the perfect example last night. I was like stuck in irritation and annoyance last night. And it was 100% not Terry's fault. And like, that's what's so beautiful about this work is you once you do it enough, like you realize, like I, you know, have it at the end of our notes to talk about it, but I'll just say it now. Like after you're, after increasing your emotional literacy skills, like you end up in the end feeling empowered, self-reliant, clear, creative, like dignified. That's kind of a weird word, but like of integrity and dignity, even if you're not perfect, when you're like having a trigger or a flare up or something, hopeful that the light will return responsible in a good way and calm. And last night, like I just got kind of spun out and a little bit stuck in like an irritated and annoyed tone. And although I'm sure it didn't feel good, Terry, like the whole time I realized that it wasn't Terry's fault that I was feeling that way. Like Mm -hmm. it was my own journey to like be able to get to serenity without blaming him Like, it was so silly. He was like late for a thing. And then it was like, Stella was late for a thing. And then it was like the rest of the night, I just kept like spinning out in my story of like, well, I can't relax now and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, but I kept catching myself all night going like, look at that. Like, you're really, wow. But I couldn't quite bring myself to come to Terry and be like, I love you. This is all me, honey. Like, don't even worry. But I didn't lash out. I didn't like you know, but I, but yet I was just having an experience last night as I was just watching myself, if that makes sense. So it's not mm-hmm. like I'm a master at this yet. And it sure feels a whole hell of a lot better than being horribly unkind or like, <laughs> you know, like I do have a tendency with to withdraw. And that is a question that I had for you, Pam, of like, sometimes, you know, when you have this surge of emotions or and you're trying to avoid like using tones that are disrespectful and un- ineffect- ineffective, Like, how do you balance the, like, I love to be alone sometimes, like those people who feel like they're a little bit of an introvert, right? And I know when you have little kids, sometimes that feels impossible, but for me, it's so life-giving when you like can be alone for a little bit to like talk to yourself, but yet have it not come across as a punishment for others. I think that the practice there is to maybe at times when you're not charged, you say, you know, that I'm going to get into a 
practice of maybe taking care of myself at times and removing myself from the situation so that I can have a conversation. So in the moment, you don't, you still don't want to get into the habit of just walking away. I think that you have to start accessing the courage to say, this is one of those times that I can't seem to get myself out of it. And I want to. And so I, I need to remove myself. You know, like even how you're talking about you didn't, you know, you didn't say, I know it's me, like you didn't verbalize something to Terry last night, even though you kind of knew that you knew internally that's what was going on. Well, I guarantee you probably there's maybe the next time or the time after that, you will start doing that because you have that awareness. And then once you have that awareness, you the literacy part is going to be to start practicing doing the very thing that you learned. We learn how to read and we read, you know, like that. We, we learn how to express ourselves vulnerably and then we express ourselves vulnerably. Yes. That's, that's so beautiful. The overstimulation in life can so add to the emotions and the tones that we use. Right. And yesterday was one of those examples. I was like, shit, I worked myself too far. And then when things didn't go perfect at the end of the day, I was already overwhelmed. And so like, again, just the general pendulum swing to just taking responsibility, it feels actually so empowered when you stop thinking that it's other people's fault and like everything when it comes to like feeling uncomfortable emotions sometimes, if they just change, then you change. It's like, that's the core of what we do at Freedom To Be, right? And in the end, even though you still have uncomfortable moments and you're not a perfect human, it feels more powerful to realize that you can work on yourself. You can learn from how you behaved and how you didn't behave and and find the courage to do it next time. Keep practicing rather than relying on the kids to stop wrestling or like they're never to be a challenge at dinner time or whatever it may be. So to me, it's just been a very empowering process to, to like, maybe it's because I'm such a power person, but I like to be in charge of myself. I like, Mm. but when I feel like I'm trying, I'm waiting for somebody else to change in order to be happy or not feel stressed or angry or sad or scared or hurt. I'm just like, Oh my gosh, this is a nightmare. Families, I have a question for you. Would you love to be able to set really strong boundaries and rules with your children and then follow through with consistency and firm kindness? If yes, listen up. I have a program called the Firm and Kind Parenting Blueprint that I'd love for you to go check out. You can learn more over at freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash firm and kind. Inside of this quick, easy to finish program, I'll teach you four steps to really setting those strong roles, but then following through in a way where you're using connection and firm kindness. And what I'll teach you will actually cause your children to want to cooperate with you because they truly respect you and value the rule and the boundary and understand how it serves them, not just something that they have to do or else. And it's just an incredible feeling when you go to bed at night knowing that you followed through on the rules and the strong boundaries in your home without relying on hand-me-down parenting tactics like fear, force, threats, yelling, harsh punishments that really create usually fear in your household, right? We want our children to listen to us because they respect us and because they understand why being part of the team, cooperating well, respecting rules, all those things, why that feels good as a human being. We want to do those things um, in ways that cause our children to want to respect us, not just because they're scared of us or a consequence. And that's exactly what I'm going to teach you inside this program. So again, head on over to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash firm and kind to learn more. But in under an hour, this program will teach you some really effective strategies on how to create agreements with your kids instead of compliance statements, which is where a lot of parents go wrong and why their children don't end up respecting the rules or the agreements that they've made. And then I'm going to teach you how to use empathy. I'll teach you how to engage your kids' critical thinking skills when you tell them to do something and they say no. And then I'm also going to encourage you to understand how to empower your children. When children feel empowered, especially strong-willed kids, they will cooperate a whole heck of a lot easier. Okay? So I want you to go learn about this program and let me 
me know if you have any questions. Freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash firm and kind. I want to speak if if it's all right for a second to overwhelm because you've mentioned yes. it. I think that it is, you know, I, I've just heard it a lot too in my coaching. And and I think that overwhelm is one of those things that needs to be unwound. So overwhelm is is truly because you have not been taking care of whatever it is that you're overwhelmed about in the you know in the moment that you started the process in the moment that you felt rushed or you felt stressed you know that's a good time to take care of it but if you don't then at one point there is a tipping point and you're going to think it's because you're overwhelmed by what just happened but the reality is is you just haven't been taking care of yourself and your feelings along the way Mm. That's a that's a really good. I just want to repeat that. You haven't been taking care of yourself and your feelings along the way. Right. So like for example, yesterday when I like last night when I had that like triggered night of just being in like a little bit of a funk. I may be exercising and I actually did take a hot bath last night cuz I couldn't shake my headache until I did that. Like those type of things taking care of my body and myself, but taking care of yourself in regards to your feelings, right? Like I've had like just a lot of strong emotions on like the business front, like a lot of things that like fresh, new, like amazing big things that are going on behind the scenes at Fresh Start Family that I probably haven't been slowing down to like just be with those right. feelings. Right. I had a really cool conversation with Mendy Klein, who we both know through, mm-hmm. you know, met him a few years ago through a Your Infinite Life workshop. And he was telling me the story about a few days ago and about how you know, he got this, he was going on his way to, to do a workshop and he got this phone call and something happened. It was like this either bad news or it was a triggering conversation. And it was so cute to imagine him doing this, but he's like, I just went and instead of, I had like an hour before my workshop and instead of calling my wife or doing anything, I just went to a coffee, like a deli or a coffee shop or a restaurant. And I just sat there and I he might've had a cup of coffee. And he's like, I just felt my emotions for like mm. an hour. And I'm like, he might've said a few hours and I'm like, dang, Mendy, that's amazing. And he just, just like that, it was such a great example of like, that's a way to take care of yourself. Like mm. you're not meditating. Like you may not even be praying in the moment. Like you're just, oh, interesting. Like you're just being aware of it all, like processing, moving it. Like we teach you how to do in freedom to be and, you know, in all of our work at Fresh Start Family. But I just thought that was a cool story. And then he said, and then it was, you know, an hour or two later. And I felt like, okay, I can move forward with teaching this workshop. Now I feel my body is settled and he's a breathwork practitioner. So I'm sure he was doing breathing too. And Mm -hmm. then he was able to move on, but it's like a way to take care of yourself is just to get good at identifying, feeling your emotions, and then moving on with like life. But to stop and pause and not, and he actually said, like, I could have not taught that workshop that night. Like in his mind, I could tell it was like an option to cancel. Like I, mm. I'm still at the point of my life where I'm like, I can never cancel. Like you push, you push, you show up at that workshop. And he said, he was like, well, I could have canceled. It's my own workshop. I'm like, wow. So. So a bunch of things show up for me, like in here, like, you know, not necessarily about like your example of yesterday, but like. And I don't think this is a guy thing either. I think this is like a society go-getter type of thing. It's like, you know, we are either setting expectations for ourselves or somebody is setting some expectations for us. Oftentimes those things are very ambitious. We're going for it. We're like, that's what you're supposed to do. We go for it. But it's not a societal norm to allow for little gaps in there to do these these feelings or take care of yourself or to like do these things and i think some people like myself is like oh well well if you allowed that 45 minutes in the morning to work out well that's taking care of yourself but it's like but what about the the moments in the the day when it, it something else comes up mm-hmm. and you just need to pause feel your feelings get yourself back up and then keep going. Like, I don't think we yes. allow ourselves any slack, any minute in there. And then the moment 
something doesn't get done on the list, well, then the day was a failure. You go into this negative self-talk and then you just, it just compounds from there. So it's like, I think there's this, like, th there needs to be more of a norm and, and habit forming around. Yeah. Anytime you ramp your expectations up for whether it's your day, your month or whatever, like, where are you putting gaps in there so that you can like be okay with taking care of yourself? Because mm -hmm. I, I don't think for a lot of people that that goes hand in hand at all. Yeah. It's it, such it would a be good like, point. It, it'd be like running a triathlon and being like, I don't have time to stop for water. Yeah. Right. My, it my, is exactly my sock's like not that. Gonna get a, my sock's not going to get a hole in it. Ah, if I get a flat tire, I'm just going to keep going. You're oh, like, no, analogy, you're not you, you, yeah. like, you're not like, exactly. If you, if you think you are, you're kidding yourself. And then you're just going to sit there and, and just be riding on a flat tire saying like, what a failure this is. It's like, no, like you, you got to just take care of yourself. Yeah. 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 And I think this conversation reminds us that it doesn't always, especially when you have young kids, right? Like 98% of our listeners have young kids. They're in a busy season of life. And then you add marriage and career and all the things. This year's triple demic. Like, <laughs> like, what the hell? Oh my gosh. But it doesn't always look like sitting down and like meditating and like being like, I'm going to go it's just like, this can be what we're talking about as far as emotional literacy. When you really learn about it, it can become a constant way of life, right? That you just, as you're driving them to school or after you drop your kids off at preschool or you hang up from a meeting or you actually get everyone in bed and you go to brush your teeth, like these can be things that you're integrating into your self-care practice that are just you're, you're talking to yourself, you're listening to yourself, right? Like more, you, Pam knows I'm so good at talking to myself, but I don't know if I'm good at <laughs> listening. I'm, I'm working, I'm working on listening. But these are things that just become a way of life. Like, and that's where fluency comes in and you just, it just starts to become more of a way of life. And that's what we want to encourage you guys to, to really focus on in 2023. And of all of our programs here at Fresh Start Family will help you do that. The Fresh Start Experience will just give you the consistency and community and coaching on, on a like day-to-day -day basis to be able to, to do that. And then the freedom to be weekend, you guys, I mean, it is, it's life-changing. We can't speak enough to it. Terry and I both just had such beautiful transformational results, you know, a decade ago when we first went through it. And now it's just such an honor to teach that program with you, Pam. So come hang out with us listeners. Come hang out with us. Let's increase some emotional literacy this year. Let's learn about how our emotions really have a play into what tones we use. We are at choice with what tones we use. Once we become more aware with what tones we use, we can become more effective in our relationships and influencing others, especially our children. Come learn with us about open and closed behaviors. We didn't quite get into that today because we talked about so many other beautiful things, but that's another thing we do at the Freedom to Be weekend courses. We teach you like how these emotions often come into play and cause those kind of knee-jerk reactions sometimes. Not that the emotions cause them, but there are behaviors that we have that we later regret. And so we do a lot of work around Freedom to Be. So whether that's yelling at your kids, withdrawing, you know, freaking out, grabbing wrists too tight, threatening, whatever it may be, like everybody has closed behaviors and they're related to your emotions or related to your thought patterns. And we'll teach you all about that and freedom to be. But yeah, March 24th, you guys come hang out with us in beautiful, sunny San Diego. Go check it out. Freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash freedom course. This has been so fun. Pam, thank you for being here. Thank you, Terry, for being part of this conversation. You're welcome. You and, so much. and even if you don't have kids or you're not experiencing some of those things that Wendy just listed with your kids, you definitely have a relationship in your life that will benefit greatly from diving into this type of space. I'm not even going to call it work because yeah. work sounds like it's a, it's beautiful. It's so, it's like, you know, taking yourself to the 2.0 version of yourself, you literally will walk around a new version of yourself, more in tune to who you really are and who you were designed to be. And closer to God, right? Like, I feel like our relationship with God has been so strengthened by this work too. All of it. I mean, I remember coming out Stop of- calling it work. Oh my gosh. Stop calling it work. Stop calling it work. <laughs> um, experience. Yeah. I, I remember coming out of a, a weekend and I was like, what's that smell? 
Oh yeah. What's that yeah. sound? Like, I feel like my senses like increased and I know that sounds all like woo woo or whatever, but like, it just meant like I was, I, I wasn't as like captive to like those 50,000 thoughts that went through. I was actually just more present. And at that moment, able to just be more like myself. I remember that you were like, I can smell my surfboard wax, like (laughs) crazy. Like my, like everything was clear. Like, that's why I said like those, those feelings you have when you come away from this, doing this type of learning or freedom to be is like, that's one of them on my list was clear. Like you're very clear, Clear, like the cobwebs get almost like pulled away and you just feel so like in line with who you are. You can smell better. You can feel better. You can love better. You can forgive better. You can have show compassion easier. Like everything is just so naturally like more smooth with the way you were designed after you come out of those weekends. Yeah, you're more I think that's like so a parenting true. ninja. The one thing I want to just have leave everybody with from from me is that the concept that a settled body settles bodies, and that. You know, you in our in our weekends and in our classes, you're going to take deeper dives to get those really nagging places that you're challenged with. But on a daily, hourly, moment to moment basis, you can actually just give yourself a minute or 30 seconds to stop and focus on your body. What am I feeling right now? Do I need a deep breath? You know, do I need a glass of water? (laughs) Do I need a drink of water? Just in that moment, it will settle your body. And we underestimate how valuable that is. And the more often we do it, the more settled we'll be. And that will be modeled to the people around you. Yeah. And we all desperately want settled children. (laughs) Yes. Amen. And I think just the decision to to invest in yourself and your own well-being just making that decision and saying yes is one of the greatest things you can do. Seriously, Terry, I love you. Yeah. Well, you guys, thank you, Pam. Now, listeners, You're welcome. of course, like Pam, we're going to be teaching together at the end of March in beautiful sunny San Diego. We have an online freedom to be that we do in the fall. But then Pam, through your infinite life, you guys, make sure you go check out all of her work. She has a beautiful podcast called 10 Minutes Infinite Wisdom. Is that correct? Uh-huh. Yeah? That's correct. Yep, podcasts yep. on all of the the platforms, and maybe just end us real quick with with all, all that you have available. Where you where you want listeners to go find you individually with your infinite life, because your infinite life, you guys, is a wonderful supplemental learning and consistent program to be involved with. In addition to Fresh Air Family. It's so true. So we have lots of opportunities to just work on yourself. So if you go to yourinfinitelifeonline.com, there, you know, we send out weekly inspirations. Like you said, we have a couple different types of podcasts that you can listen to and lots of different offerings, you know, so yeah, check us out. Yay. All right, you guys. (laughs) Well, thanks for listening and come see us at Freedom to Be. We love you so much, Pam. Thank you. All right, listeners, that's a wrap. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoyed recording it for you. As we wrap up here, don't forget to DM me the word shift or head to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash discipline to grab your free discipline quick start learning bundle. You'll get immediate access to download our extensive learning guide where I'll share five ways you can ditch the old school hand-me-down punishment mindset beliefs and thoughts that are causing you to react like a volcano instead of respond like the firm, kind, respectful teacher you are at your core. And then you'll also get immediate access to my on-demand workshop where I'll teach you our three core Fresh Start family strategies that make up a strong, compassionate, disciplined toolkit, as well as my favorite logical consequences that not only work with kids of all ages, but do wonders to unite you with your child and strengthen your relationship, even in your kids' worst moments. So pop on over to Instagram right now and just shoot me a DM with the word shift and I'll send you a personal link to download that bundle right away. Or you can head to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash discipline to get access immediately. All right. Thanks for listening. And I'll see you inside that free bundle and also inside the next episode. 
For links and more info about everything we talked about in today's episode, head to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash 153. For more information, go to freshstartfamilyonline.com. Thanks for listening, families. Have a great day.